Hello there. This is something clanking. This is Mike, and you are listening to Driving Theology. Uh, this is our first podcast uh, in this brave new world that we live in in Japan. <laughs> Things. Things have have uh, changed quite a bit. Um, we are dealing with living in the world with coronavirus. Japan is maybe six, top five or six uh, other countries in the world with the most cases. And so, in order to better contain the virus, the Prime Minister has uh, cancelled all elementary, junior high, and high school uh, for the next month, basically. Uh, and so kids are staying home from school, there's no classes in public and private schools. Uh, the exceptions would be daycare centers and kindergartens. Um, as they believe that the coronavirus does not affect young kids uh, as bad as older kids. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, even though all those classes have been canceled because I teach in kindergartens, I'm off to the kindergarten to teach today, uh, which I'm not very excited about. Uh, means a lot of hand washing and hand sanitizing and all of that stuff. Uh, trying not to touch kids and not getting kids to touch you or you know whatever um, it's a little bit tedious but uh, anyway that's the situation I find myself in this morning uh, this is the first week of the cancellations they've been cancelled since Monday which was announced something like last Thursday, Thursday evening. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the coronavirus, as you know, is a virus that seems to have began in China and has spread to uh, other countries. Um, they are trying to figure out how to fight it and relieve symptoms and uh, find a... Uh, we call that a vaccine that will uh, inoculate people against the virus itself. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this is uh, kind of weird. Like, we, we've had some scares with uh, SARS and MERS and, and all of these other viruses. Uh, and, of course, we get the seasonal flu every year. And this is the seasonal flu season still yet. Uh, getting toward the end of it, I suppose. Uh, but now we have on top of this the, the scare of the coronavirus. Um, and we did have, you may know this, but there was a, a cruise ship, uh, a pleasure liner that uh, had infected people on it that uh, many hundreds of, of the passengers became infected and, and they docked. About the time this was all blowing up, they docked in Japan. But they were not allowed to leave and so 
we're pretty sure that the virus was at least contained on the boat uh, itself. Um, and uh, so I suppose had we, had they, if they were to count that boat's victims uh, along with all of the Japanese victims, we'd probably be higher on the list, but they, they count the boat as a separate entity. And the boat itself, I think, has more victims than all of Japan. So that's good. Um, but it seems to be a, a highly contagious disease. Um, but whether it's dangerous or not, in the grand scheme of things, is still to be determined. Uh, but this uh, this fear of the unknown, you know, viruses are one of those things that kind of silent killers. You don't really see them. Uh, and it does kill some people, by the way. It seems to kill the very old and sick. You know, people who are both old and sick uh, in some way tend to uh, succumb to this virus. Um, but, uh, you know, whether it's going to end up being more dangerous than the flu or not or something like that uh, we still don't know it's uh, still yet to be determined um, it may end up um, not being even as dangerous as the flu that's still a possibility um, so yeah so now we because all the students um, our home, we've had to change up what we're doing in our English school uh, to to cancel classes as well for the next couple weeks. We're not going to cancel for the whole month, um, and we're not we're not ordered to cancel uh, or even encouraged to cancel as an as an English school. But we thought it best uh, just to to do our part in helping to uh, slow or hopefully stop the spread of the disease. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we've canceled our classes for the next couple weeks, but that doesn't stop me from going to the various kindergartens that are remaining open, and that's uh, going to be two days out of my week that I still have to do that. Today I am drinking a really nice coffee. It's uh, um, Indonesian Sumatra honey processed, uh, and we just got this coffee in last week. And so this is this is still coffee from the very first roast that turned out really nice. Even the first roast did. Uh, honey processed is a is a way that they process the cherries uh, in in closed containers to add fermentation uh, to the uh, number of flavors that are actually in the beans already. So you get a, a bit of a fermented kind of a added interesting layer of flavor to the beans. And it's, they, they do this to very high quality beans um, because the process itself is actually uh, kind of laborious. And of course, it adds steps uh, between uh, picking and and selling, so it does take more 
labor hours and, and more work itself and more expertise. Um, so yeah, this is honey processed from Sumatra in Indonesia. And I have nothing against Indonesians. I'm not a big fan of the Indonesian government and, and their policies for uh, Western Papua. There's, there's apparently a genocide uh, going on there and oppression, uh, pretty much uh, slavery. Um, so I, I would prefer not to sell Indonesian coffees at this point. But uh, I wanted to try a honey processed, and this was really the only one that's available to us. So I made a business decision to go for it, but and, and it's not that simple of a, uh, a situation. Like I don't know how much the government actually profits from these coffees. I don't know exactly how it works in Indonesia. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to support the Indonesian government in any way. But I also would not want to uh, penalize the farmers. Uh, who work so hard and, and usually get paid very low for their work. So anyway, yeah, drinking a honey processed uh, from Indonesia. Really nice. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, man, what's going on with you guys? Th this this has been a really difficult week for me. Like, I... I uh, as you know, I've been dealing with a few, you know, little... Uh, age-related ailments in my joints and things like that and, and uh, on top of that I'm having seasonal pollen allergies uh, and just like honey process the extra layer to that is this this fear and worry and and just just general um, tediousness of this coronavirus situation that's happening in many parts of the world but certainly here as well the the coronavirus fear old man your doors open it's gonna swing up and down there you go uh, this coronavirus fear uh, has caused some hoarding uh, in Japan and, and for some reason <laughs> I, I don't get it like it, it just seems dumb to me uh, but people have started buying up toilet paper uh, and tissue paper and somehow thinking that this this thing in China is going to cause uh, these things to go away uh, and so it's hard to find toilet paper in any of the stores Everything, everybody's sold out the other thing that well the very first thing in that line were masks surgical type masks that Japanese already buy a lot of especially this time of year for season allergies and people who have allergies can't get the masks now because all the people who are uh, paranoid about the virus have gone out and bought a bunch of masks but the problem is the masks don't do much at all they can't stop the virus they can't stop you from transmitting it or getting it the only thing it does uh, stops you from from directly touching your face the problem is if you do touch the mask instead of your face the virus can still sit on the mask and then you've got this warm breath heat and moisture 
right there on the mask and it creates a hotbed uh, for bacteria and viruses to to enjoy <laughs> so there's this irrational action that people are taking going out buying toilet paper and masks and all this stuff and hoarding it so that people that actually need it people who I've, I don't know how many people I've talked to this week but at least a couple on the internet who just in you know the course of life ran out of toilet paper went to buy some and can't buy any so <laughs> it's it's just caused this really craziness to go on and the thing is the the fear of running out of toilet paper has caused Japan to run out of toilet paper if that makes any sense at all and I'm sure people are stealing it from public toilets as well I'm sure they're having to you know uh, somehow take care of toilet paper in public spaces thing is no, not many people are going to public places these days people are staying home it's gonna be horrible for the economy but I suppose there'll be a boom once everybody's released um, but yeah so it's just kind of craziness here um, I don't know what the ho hopefully the coronavirus will start to subside and, and things will get back to normal um, and there are a lot of people that have suffered in the world with this. Many, many thousands have died in China, as I understand it. Um, probably up to 2,000, something like that. Uh, we're probably nearing about 100,000 people affected overall uh, with a... Uh, it may be close to a 10% fatality rate, but I have a feeling it's much lower than that, or eventually will be. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> more like 2% probably uh, the way things look uh, and coronaviruses of course have existed and, and been you know around for a while we, this is not the first time they've come out this is just a, a new strain of co coronavirus that's causing this pro these problems um, but so many parts of the world and generally poorer parts of the world uh, have been experiencing viruses like this for some time uh, we we have no right to be spared um, this situation <clears throat> it just so happens that so far we have been spared but there are other things that of course the developed world um, have have experienced but poorer countries in general have been dealing with these things for a long time uh, and they tend to take root uh, when you are dehydrated uh, just reminds me I need to drink some water dehydrated uh, are, are already have some kind of uh, immune deficiency uh, ailment or whatever um, or if you're, you're, you are already sick or, um, if you're old. So, yeah, generally speaking, uh, it's probably going to pass over without too much overall impact on the world. 
except the fear factor. And the fear factor can be underestimated. Uh, fear drives all kinds of things. Uh, in the extreme case, fear drives genocide. Uh, right now, we're seeing fear driving racism. Racism against, uh, if you're in Japan, racism against Chinese. If you're in America, for example, racism against all Asian people thinking that all Asians have this, you know, coronavirus or something like that. It's just, it's just crazy. Uh, we saw a video uh, uploaded here of two Japanese people fighting on a train. A guy coughed or sneezed, I'm not sure which, because the video started after. And he was not wearing a mask, and one of the other guys on the train just, you know, got irate and in his face because he was not wearing a mask and he was coughing. And you could see the guy's fear just bubbling over. Um, just irrational. Uh, and the thing is, because of this irrational fear, there are no masks to be bought anywhere in Japan. Every place you go, they're sold out. <clears throat> and so, yeah, it's just, it's just craziness. It's just craziness. But the funny thing is, the guy got so close to this other guy who was not wearing a mask, yelling in his face, both of them speaking back and forth, that he totally increased his chances of getting a virus if that guy had it. <laughs> it's just irrational. Just completely irrational. Fear is a real thing. It influences behavior uh, it influences morality uh, I don't think you can underestimate the power of fear now we like to say that that the Bible contains 365 uh, admonitions to not be afraid to not fear do not be afraid 365 times once for every day um, now the funny thing is most of those would have been in the Bible before we had 365 uh, days in a year um, because the Julian calendar is the one that set that up. But if, if that's the case, then you could say maybe the Bible is prophetic or whatever. But I, th I think just that it's a sheer high number, despite the, the auspiciousness of it being an exact number, uh, I think, I think you, can, you can assume that the writers of the Bible, by and large, um, felt that fear was not a good thing. Right? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Many, many times written in, in the Judeo-Christian scriptures. And it gives reasons not to be afraid. You know? Uh, but... I think you can determine that fear is not considered a positive, right, in the Bible. There, there are some, uh, what do you call that, a, not an exemption, I've lost the word, exception. There are some exceptions, apparently. The fear of God, the fear of the Lord, is considered to be a positive in certain testaments, um, well, I shouldn't say testament. Certain books uh, talk about, you know, the fear of the Lord is, is very important. Proverbs is one of the most important ones that says, you know, 
the beginning fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or something like this in Proverbs so it does talk about fear of the Lord as being a positive but fear in general as being a negative now this to me uh, makes no sense in my current way of thinking about theology and whatnot, uh, that that seems crazy. Why would God tell us to not be afraid 365 times in the Bible and yet tell us to be afraid of Him? That doesn't seem right to me. Um, so I I would assume uh, that something else is going on with this as well. Um, yeah. drink some of that good coffee. Oh, it's got some fruitiness. Real fruity, but I wonder if I can determine the fruit. I will say that my faith does help me to be calm in these kinds of times. I can feel myself becoming anxious or, or worrying about something. And then I just go, oh yeah, don't be afraid. And I take a deep breath. And I realize that, you know, things will, will, will happen and, you know, countries will rise and countries will fall. Uh, and, and things will change. Uh, people will be born and people will die. There will be wars and there will be peace. And this has always been the case. And yet, Jesus goes on forever. That in Christ we have, we have the absolute. <clears throat> he will not leave us or forsake us. Uh, and that no matter what happens to us in this world, uh, He has overcome the world. And therefore, we don't need to be afraid. And that my faith in Christ does help me uh, in times of struggle. I can I can take a deep breath and realize that that worrying and fear is counterproductive. It doesn't help anything. Um, and so, yeah, I uh, I'm glad I have that fear. But I think I think Christians who 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 take refuge in their faith and are proud that they don't fear as much as the world, but do nothing to help alleviate the fear of the world, are hypocrites. And so I'm appreciative appreciative of my friend Jonathan Wilson, who uh, even though he realizes that masks are uh, not effective in stopping the virus, uh, he suggests that Christians make cloth masks and then give them out to people because it helps people feel safer, right? It helps them feel protected. In other words, it helps them take away some of their fear. And this is a very good thing. It's a very good thing to, to help try to alleviate people's fears it's not the only way but it could be a way that you know we introduce them to Jesus by being Jesus to them and taking care of their immediate problem 
hopefully we can start a, a conversation through a conversation maybe a relationship and through a relationship maybe a relationship with Christ and then and then the need for the mask goes away right um, in a sense so yeah I think as Christians we shouldn't just you know take pride in our well we shouldn't take pride in it at all because the reason that we can not fear is because of what Christ has done not because of anything we've done and so we shouldn't be taking pride in the fact that we don't have to fear like the world uh, but instead we should try to find ways to help alleviate the fears of the world to put their trust in Christ to, to, to build their lives on his solid foundation um, yeah so fear is not good John talks about how uh, perfect love casts out all fear right we know that Christ is perfect love and so what he really wants to do is cast out fear in the world a lot of times we think that the, the nemesis of the world is sin uh, but the nemesis of the world may be fear because I think oftentimes sin is the byproduct of that fear. Um, just a simple example would be uh, when you're running low on food and you have your family to feed. That fear of not being provided for, of not being able to have food for the next meal, may cause you to go out and to, to take food from someone else, to steal or to murder somebody in order to get their food, right? Uh, this is basically what happens between countries. When one country feels that they are being um, threatened by another country, that their way of life is being threatened by another country, they may attack that country. Um, no matter how irrational that fear may be, it can lead to very real actions actual um, actual things that happen based on uh, fear that is, that is not based in reality right so in that sense fear is a very real motivator but it's not our best motivator um, granted sometimes fear can can help you uh, jump into action to take care of a dangerous situation <clears throat> right uh, fear fear helps you run out of the house when it's on fire um, there, there is an immediate kind of a reactionary fear right almost like a reflex a reflexive fear that happens that is by and large uncontrollable right it just happens based on our knowledge of the world um, but there's also a systemic fear um, and right now the news agencies uh, whether they're on television in print uh, or um, based in the internet are sowing a lot of fear 
into the world about all kinds of things. But right now, uh, the, the, the fear flavor of the day is this coronavirus. And the more uh, fear they sow, the more people watch their show. And the panic grows. Well, that almost rhymed. <laughs> um, and the more people that watch their show, the more uh, money they make for their advertisers. Therefore, the, the more uh, money that the advertisers may pay to watch that show. And so their job is to make us want to watch their show because we feel like if we don't get all the information that they're giving on the news channels, um, we are in danger uh, of dying from this disease or getting sick or whatever. And so we tune into these news shows day in and day out. That's what's happening in my house right now. And we're making these, these uh, news channels a lot of money. Their job is to sow fear. And so they will take any little thing they can and blow it completely out of proportion because it makes money for them, right? Uh, and we just suck it up. We, we just think, oh, these guys are so, they're so trustworthy, you know. Um, it doesn't behoove them to tell the truth. Isn't that terrible? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm saying that. It doesn't behoove them to tell the truth. And if it if they can make more money by not telling the truth, then they will. It's just as simple as that. It's simple, but it's sad. Right? It's very sad. So let's not let's not forget, you know, we need a bit of a check a check. Right? We need to balance out this news we're getting with the fact that they are a business. They are run by billionaires who know how to make money uh, and who want money and like money. Um, and so they will, they don't care if the news is overblown or not. And I'm sure there's some, you know, some kind of a mantra that they tell themselves that makes it all okay. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's just, uh, it's just better to everybody take a deep breath, you know, do, do things that are, you know, common sense, wash your hands with soap. Uh, if you're sick, stay home. You know, if we just all do these things and, we, but we also need bosses who allow people who are sick to stay home. This is a big problem in Japan. Uh, pretty big problem where people who are sick just fight through it and go to work anyway um, it's probably not a good idea if you're sick get some rest that's, that's why you're you know, you're sick and you need rest your body may be telling you to you know take a, take a day or two get some extra rest uh, but yeah, um, fear, it's a horrible thing, it's a bad thing. Because of Jesus, we don't need to be afraid anymore. 
And I think that's the that's the message for everybody everywhere, uh, regardless of whether they know Jesus or not. <clears throat> His message for you is, I am, therefore you do not need to be afraid. I love you. I am working on it you know whatever problems have found you uh, I am working on all of them uh, he wants to alleviate our suffering but even if we suffer he wants you to know that that's not going to be the last word that you will have a life after suffering period even life after death uh, that he has come to bring life, and therefore death no longer has the last word. Uh, and life, even though we have to go through death, life will be better after death. Maybe not immediately. I don't know how that all works out for everybody. Uh, but eventually. Well, I am stuck in some road construction. Apparently, people who do road construction are not taking time off. As far as I can tell, I may be... Oh, I forgot a watch today. Wow, that's rare. As far as I can tell, I may be a little late. <coughs> Got about five minutes to get there. Road construction's eating into my time. Well, plus the fact that I forgot the I forgot the uh, SD card before. Oh, thank you. Just a lot of dust on the road. So, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this and you live in a country that uh, is experiencing uh, this disease, I think the first thing you can do is to, to really try to check your fear. Take a deep breath. Uh, if you need to, to, to pray, if you need to do whatever, just know that Jesus does not want you to be in fear. That fear is not his, his uh, hope for you. Right? Uh, that if you are in fear, uh, he wants you to he wants to use that fear because you already have it to move you to a place where you don't have to be afraid right I think that would be what he would want to do for you um, and so just just take a deep breath <sighs> take a deep breath smile look at a flower right now we're in the the, the spring season where the trees start to flower. We have the, the ume trees that are flowering. We're waiting on the, the cherry blossom trees that are coming soon. All kinds of events are, are canceled this year. Uh, anything that would have a lot of people inside, which is a lot of things this time of year. Ceremonies of uh, graduation and, and maybe uh, even opening ceremonies and things like this because we're in that time of year. Um, but yeah, uh, just take a deep breath. 
everything will be fine. Not just fine, but, well, fine actually means great, doesn't it? We kind of change the meaning to be less than great, but everything will be wonderful. And in that sense, everything is wonderful. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and cut this short because I seem to be rambling and I'm not finding a, a good place to take it further. Uh, so you guys have a wonderful March. It is uh, March 3rd, I think, by the way. I think it's March 3rd. My uh, daughter, Kiara, just had a birthday, so happy birthday, Kiara. And Erica's birthday is coming up in a few weeks. Happy, happy uh, pre-birthday, Erica. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.